Welcome to Guarding Your Nest Egg podcast. Mike, I've been to your house a couple of times, hung out with you and the family. Yeah, and you've never returned the favor. Haven't had me over Oh my gosh, that's yet. a good point. I'm glad you brought yeah. that up. Oh, well, that's okay. I'm that's forgetting. not really hospitable. Okay. But my <laughs> question was going to be, when I have you and Katie and the kids over, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that because okay. obviously it's my turn. Mm-hmm. I know you guys are meat eaters, but do you ever go <laughs> vegetarian so option? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess so. You know what? I'm not a big tofu person. It just doesn't taste like anything. So, But I'm a veggies guy. I mean, I grew up, uh, we mm-hmm. both grew up in the South. I mean, that's kind of a veggies thing. So, Very much. Um, People know, have I mean, gardens they, and they... Gardens and they were cheap growing up. They aren't so cheap now. But right. So I'm all about veggies. I don't have to have a meat, but I will eat a delicious animal from time to time. Have you ever done the Impossible Burger? I'm afraid of it. I don't know how they make it taste like a hamburger. But I, don't I don't know how they do, it. but I am telling you, these guys have figured it out, and it's yeah, pretty don't, good. Don't you worry about what chemical they're using to make it taste that way? I can't worry too yeah. much. Okay. <laughs> but gotcha. the Impossible Foods people, they are at it again now, making a plant-based meat substitute chicken nugget. Hmm. Nasty. I don't know about again, fake chicken. how do you make it taste? Well, it's the same thing. Fake chicken, fake cows. Yeah, you're right. It's all fake. You know. But you're as real as it gets. That's why I've loved working with you for eight years or so here on the radio is because you're all about the facts when it comes to our listeners and their retirement, especially when they're near that point. They have so many decisions to make or if they're already there. All eyes are on the market right now. And UBS Senior Portfolio Manager Jason Katz shared his predictions recently on Fox Business. Look, we've had all time highs for the S&P. Get this, 30 percent of this year. And you and I have been around a long time. 9-11, the flash crash, 09 crisis, the COVID crisis. Markets go up on an escalator, but what do they do? They go down in an elevator. So I'm constructive on the market. I just think the low hanging fruit has come and gone. And I think it's time to do your homework and be discerning. But we're gonna get into some bumpy and, and rough waters here predicated on a host of reasons not knowing that was something I logged as, oh, got to bring this up on the show this weekend. You then shot me a Market Watch article saying there's another strategist out there citing some very strong similarities between stocks now and the strong markets of 99, 2007, and 1929. Mm-hmm. So looking at these two opinions and looking at your two-decade-plus career, plus all the other advisors on the team at Talon Wealth Management, are we in the process of an inevitable deep correction that's my fear and i shot you the article because i've been talking about this on the radio for a little bit things are changing i've had clients come in because we're having conversations with them about changes we're planning to make in portfolios and uh, clients that that actually catch the show most weekends will say yeah i've noticed your tone has changed on the show Mm -hmm. i mean Mike, ever since I can remember, you've been you know pretty optimistic about markets, saying things like, "Yeah, there's going to be volatility," but you know, right now you think path of least resistance is up, and you know, just been more confident in it. We've finally gotten to a point where I don't feel that way anymore. And Kristen, you know, good. I'm so glad that that's the reason for the tone, Mike, because I thought you were mad at me. No, yeah, (laughs) you are concerned about some other things. It's starting to add up, and when you watch markets, you know every day like we do and when you manage money for people that are either retired or very close to it we're not just going to use this hang in there approach i mean we have to provide guidance to our clients that's what we feel in their best interest and right now we're looking at starting to make changes because what's happening just isn't sustainable so yeah i sent the article to you because it's creepy and Mm -hmm. a little bit scary 
that what's going on right now is very similar in a lot of ways to historical crashes. Things like where the S&P is trading 22 and a half times forward earnings. That's not great. That is very reminiscent of crashes of like the 1999-2000, right? Pre-tech bubble. Similarities to 1928 and 29. Similarities to what was going on just before the crash of 2008. Everything's mm-hmm. of this 2008, but actually started late 2007. I talk to people in all different industries. Some of them are clients. Some of them are just acquaintances. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to know how their businesses are going, whether it's construction, whether it's industrial, whether it's, you know, a client who has a furniture company, just people that are out there, the waiter at the restaurant, you know, hey, how busy are you? How are things mm-hmm. going? It's not great. They're going, no, we're not busy. I have a client that does deliveries for a big hardware store. You know, one of the national chains. Right. And he goes from the warehouse out and everything else. And I say, listen, how are things? How is it going? He's got to be busy. No. He goes, you know what? Last year, 2021, we were super busy. This year, not so much. Right. Hmm. He said, you know what? It's easy to spend free money. Valid point. People were home. They were spending the government's money and they were doing it at places like hardware stores everywhere else. But things appear to be starting to slow down. You combine that with clearly a bubble in the real estate market. All over the country, you're paying more than you should for a house. It's inflated. Right now, the stock market's overbought. You're paying more for a share of a company than that company is probably worth on paper. You combine that with jobs numbers that were really disappointing a couple of weeks back. No kidding. Yeah, where, I mean, it's supposed to be like everybody's going back to work and the, the number was a third. I mean, by the way, the of- media spin on that whole thing. That's a whole other show. Yeah. But listen, start paying attention to your surroundings, what's going on, how robust is this economy really? It it just doesn't seem to be picking up. And it seems to me like we're getting close to what we've all been wondering, you know, when is this going to happen? Kristen, I don't know when it's going to happen, but I do know our clients pay us to manage their portfolios. We're fiduciaries. And if we're doing what's right for them, we're starting to look for alternatives, starting to contemplate pulling some money off the table and protecting it. Because I would rather be on the sideline in an investment that's likely to do well if markets crash than participate in a crash at this point in time. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we've probably got a little bit of time. I'm not trying to scare everybody, but you need to start thinking about it. You need to take a close look at your portfolio. If you're not real sure about how your portfolio is likely to react, if markets get really, really terrible, hire somebody to do it. Give us a call. We can do that for you. That's part of our process is an analysis. But bottom line, we've finally gotten to a point where I'm uncomfortable where things are. And um, We're planning, at least at this point, that could change in a week, Kristen, but we're planning to start making changes to portfolios. A lot of folks I know are talking about cash on the sidelines right now because they're concerned. And and maybe you feel that way listening and you haven't made any changes, but you're thinking, gosh, should I? Am I in a good spot for those unknowns? Find out more about that by clicking on guardingyournestegg.com. I have never met a stranger, which is a blessing and a curse, if you're friends with me. And while I was waiting for a table at a restaurant the other night, I made small talk with a lovely couple that had just moved here from Colorado to be closer to their grandkids. So sweet. They were just adorable. They're both retired, and his brother is a financial advisor back home and suggested that they find someone locally here to help with their investments moving forward. Mm -hmm. I mean, duh, I said, check out the radio show I do with Mike, (laughs) because they don't know if it's important that their financial advisor be in the same state or not. What are your thoughts on that? 
It's going to depend on the type of financial advisor and also the relationship. A lot of times people will move from wherever they were to somewhere else in retirement and they're new to town and they've heard us on the radio and something we said caught their ear and Mm -hmm. they decided to call in. So they'll come sit down and we're going through things and it's usually, well, yeah, I'm working with them. an advisor. We've been working with them for a long time. We started in our 30s or our 40s with this person. And and now here we are in our 60s and we're making this big transition in life. We're transitioning into retirement. And on top of that, we've moved. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're wondering if we should work with a local financial advisor. I'm not looking to just, you know, snatch somebody who's happy, you mm-hmm. know, with their current financial advisor uh, into a completely new situation that they're uncomfortable with. But we do want to know what kind of work that financial advisor is going to do for them? Is it a financial advisor that was really catered more to sort of long-term growth in portfolios that just sort of set up growth until you retire, but maybe they don't specialize in retirement portfolios like we do? Mm -hmm. Uh, That would be a difference. Um, Maybe their approach to investing is more of a hang-in-there approach as opposed to an active management approach. I find that people in retirement uh, or getting close to it typically don't want to just have a hang-in-there approach. Uh, I mean, we just got done talking about our feelings or probabilities on, you know, markets hitting kind of a a bad time, hopefully not a crash, but I mean, maybe even a crash at some point. Shocker, I find most retirees don't want to participate in a market crash uh, and have to go back to work. So if the advisor was more of a hang in there kind of an advisor, which is not uncommon out there, then uh, that might be an advantage that we provide. And then another one, Kristen, that comes up quite a bit would just be if they started with that advisor when they were in their 30s or 40s, there's a good chance that advisor was maybe even a little bit older than them when they started. So the, the advisor starting to age out as well. Guess what? Advisors retire too. Um, and they have every right to. And they have every right to. We yeah. need to know what's going on with our money. Yeah, I had, a, I had this uh, conversation with a client just the other day. Again, it's pretty common. We manage most of their money, but a portion of their portfolio was an inheritance from her mother. And her mother had worked with that advisor for a long time. When the mother passed and they received the inheritance, they didn't want to just say, hey, well, listen, we're going to go work with somebody else. Thank you very much. They just stayed committed to the relationship that their mother had had with this advisor. But after some analysis and going through things, it all turns out that um, the investments that were based on her mother's age aren't necessarily appropriate for their situation. And there weren't any changes there. So that would be one thing. As I'm talking to our client, he said, well, I appreciate you doing this analysis for me. We've got a few things to think about. We were just showing them sort of risk reward on the existing portfolio from the other advisor. But then it came out in the conversation. He's also told us he's planning to retire Mm. and they've brought in a new advisor that he's sort of grooming to take over. But we don't like that advisor as much. And a lot of times that sort of change is a catalyst for somebody to say, hey, you know what? It's time to look around. I had a good relationship. That relationship's over. Maybe I should take the time to go out, kick the tires, find out what different financial advisors do, see if there's a process uh, that maybe works better in their situation. So, I mean, we have clients that will move from one state to the other mm-hmm. that will continue to work with us because it's very easy to communicate these days. Yeah, they don't technology actually have to does be in our make office. it possible. Te- technology yeah. makes it possible. But we're also a firm that's very proactive, communicate a lot with our clients. We prefer to do reviews on a regular basis. The portfolios are actively managed, you know, with technology, DocuSign and Zoom meetings. And Mm -hmm. I mean, all of this literally can be done from anywhere. And we're pretty good at that. Kristen, frankly, we have to be. I mean, our, our clients don't always want to live out retirement in the state that they worked. Right. It's not always their dream to do that. So for us to continue to be successful, we want to do it. So 
there's a million reasons why it may or may not be a big deal for you. But Kristen, I think at the end of the day, you just need to have a relationship that you're confident in because there are so many people out there I know right now that aren't necessarily confident in the economy. They aren't necessarily confident in our government. You know, after this Afghanistan thing, mm. you just see the numbers tanking. I mean, so that's what I want to see a Gallup poll on the confidence. Yeah, of, Gallup poll on the confidence. I mean, and it's kind of, you know, I mean, I'm having the thought, other people having the thought, like, if it's that bad there, I mean, how much confidence do I have in the right. ability on the economy and everything else? It just, it's all adding up to not feeling good right now about things. Now, that doesn't mean it won't get better eventually, but not feeling good right now, Kristen. And it's probably time to take a close look at your portfolio and figure out where you stand and how you're likely to perform moving forward if we start having some problems in these markets. This is Guarding Your Nest Egg with Mike Lester. Catch up and interact with the show anytime at guardingyournestegg.com. Mike Lester is a registered representative of and offers securities through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through Retirement Wealth Advisors. Talent Wealth Management and Retirement Wealth Advisors are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Mike Lester is an investment advisor representative of retirement wealth advisors incorporated an sec registered investment advisor talent wealth management retirement wealth advisors and this radio station are not affiliated exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle this information should not be considered tax or legal advice individuals should consult with professionals specializing in the fields of tax legal accounting or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation past performance is not a guarantee of future results investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer to only fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by retirement wealth advisors. Florida license number D056341. California license number 0N00828. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all of our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interest of our clients and make full disclosure of any conflicts of interest, if any exist. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV 2A, page 4, for additional information.